What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel. And in the previous episode, we talked about how destabilizing the fear tactics are coming out of the Trump administration. Uh, please go back to that episode to get more information on how it is really affecting uh, Muslim Americans, uh, Latin Americans, uh, pe- you know, black Americans and everything else. This rhetoric that is coming out of the Trump administration um, in that episode in particular, I do also detail it in a way that reaches out to conservative Americans. And so please share that episode with conservative Americans, because I'm trying to break through the barrier because the real wall that has been built is the wall that is blocking conservatives from hearing anyone else in our nation um that episode in particular is meant to highlight um how this fear tactic and fear rhetoric about people of color is basically trying to prevent white america from recognizing what they really need as far as policy is concerned and so that episode in particular is highlighting that Uh, At the end of that episode, I mentioned that we had to talk about corporate welfare because one of the major reasons why the fear rhetoric is building up this wall is to prevent corporate regulation. Um, And Republicans have sold to their constituents that if we regulate corporations, that they'll somehow that will lose uh, jobs, Um, that if we insist on um, living wages, uh, or increasing the minimum wage that we're going to raise um, costs of things and that it's going to damage the economy. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how all of that is bullshit. So first of all, let's just cut through the BS. Let's be honest. Inflation has occurred. Uh, the minimum wage was raised federally to 725 years ago and has not risen since then. However, prices and the cost of living have continued to rise. So Republicans saying that if we raise the minimum wage, it's going to cause inflation and higher prices. Those prices have already gone up and we didn't do anything to the wage. So that's bullshit. Don't buy into it. Another thing they say is, well, if we set up this thing called a living wage, living wage, by the way, is actually more effective than a minimum wage. They claim that if we set a living wage, once again, they're saying, oh, inflation is going to cause increase in prices. Once again, prices went up anyway, and we have not established a living wage. So it's bullshit. Say with me, it's bullshit. I'm sick of the BS because it is having real ramifications for the people of our nation. Uh, And this extends past people who are living on a minimum wage income. This extends well beyond them because when people are not able to afford the basic necessities, number one, people who are concerned about how their tax dollars are being used, if they can't even afford their basic necessities, we're going to pay for it. If If you're someone who pays taxes... The federal money and the state money is going to be used to, you know, assist with that. Let's take this for example. Walmart. Walmart was caught teaching their employees how to properly apply for food stamps because they didn't want to raise their income. Instead, they were like, hey, the government's going to subsidize your income. Here's the thing. Big news disclaimer. Blasted everywhere. People on food stamps do not want to have to rely on food stamps. They would rather just have enough money to buy what the hell they want anyway. So don't buy into the BS that people on food stamps are excited about it. They're not. These people are working and busting their asses every day and not getting paid enough to afford their livelihood. So they have to go out and get food stamps in order to subsidize. Almost everyone on food stamps is employed. The only people who are not are the elderly and the disabled. 
Everybody else is working and getting food stamps because minimum wage does not allow them to afford their lifestyles. So, first of all, it saves you money if you're a person who is concerned about how your tax dollars are being used. Also, it reduces crime. If there is a living wage in place, which let's specify, living wage moves with the cost of living. That's why it's called a living wage. So, if there's a living wage in place, you also reduce crime. You also reduce the level of drug addiction and mental health concerns. You also reduce physical health concerns. Once again, all of these things have real fiscal damage as well because they're expensive. It is expensive to provide rehabilitation services for addiction. It is expensive to provide counseling service and therapy services and healthcare services related to the stress of living in poverty. All of these things are very expensive. It is very dangerous when we think about poverty increasing crime rates. So once again, not having a living wage is causing an increase in all of these things. So it's expensive and it's more dangerous in our society as a result. This is the reality this is the reality that is lying underneath the BS bullshit that Republicans are saying about living wages. Because underneath it is the truth. And they keep throwing crap at us to blind us from the truth. And the people who are buying into it the most are Republicans. And a lot of Republicans stand to benefit from a living wage. Most people in the United States deserve to have a higher wage. This is the reality. We work hard. This is a hardworking nation. Don't buy into the BS where they're talking about a certain number of people are on public assistance. Number one, people on public assistance, there would be fewer of them if there was a living wage. Number two, there are not that many people on public assistance. When you look at people who are not disabled, who are not elderly, and who are not minors, if you look at adults of average working age, the majority of people are not on public assistance of any type. They're working. We are hardworking people. And in fact, if more of these people are afforded the opportunity to have a substantial and reasonable income, then we wouldn't have to deal with all of these issues. So, don't buy into the BS. It is more expensive for us as it is now that we don't have a living wage than it would be if we did have a living wage. So number one, let's get rid of that conversation. Call your legislators, call your Republicans and senators and let them know we need a living wage and you're not buying the bullshit anymore. Another thing that we need to get rid of is corporate welfare and corporate intrusion into government matters. I am a firm believer that instead of having separation of church and state, we actually do better having a separation of business and state. So, number one, we definitely need campaign reform where it is no longer um, tied to how much money uh, a candidate has um, to fund their advertising that the winning is not tied to that any longer. Basically, we need to have streamlined campaign reform where every candidate, every viable candidate is given the same exact amount of money, the same exact amount of time, space for advertising and discussions, and that we have shorter election cycles because it is a waste of money. There's billions and billions and billions of dollars spent every year on elections and campaigns and advertising and whatnot, and it's bullshit. We don't need that. We need our money to be spent wisely, and I think that if we limit and public and make a public controlled um, 
regulated system of campaigning, we could take money out of government because legislation should be fair and balanced. We need legislation to regulate corporations. We do not need corporations controlling our legislators with their donations and other ways of paying them. So the separation of business and state would allow for legislators to make regulations that keep things balanced between consumers and corporations and in between employers, employees and employers. So right now we have a system where um, basically like big oil companies and you know tech companies and whatever else, they basically pay lobbyists to get legislators to vote on their behalf. That's bullshit. That's not a democracy. That's not a, an electorate that's able to be, you know, properly governing systems. That's bullshit. It is basically controlled by money. So we need to have a separation of business and state in that capacity. Just as an example of what corporations do. Number one, they get massive tax breaks. I'm okay with them getting somewhat of a tax break in exchange for how many jobs they give to, um, you know, American citizens. For example, uh, I know um, through my work, I was connected with a Brazilian who owned a tech company. He's actually bringing um, his tech company here to the United States. In order to do so, however, he has to employ a certain number of Americans. A certain percentage of his employees have to be American citizens. I think that's a great idea. If somebody is coming in here to participate in the economy here, they should also be required to give jobs. Same thing goes, I believe... If you're a domestically owned and operated company, if American citizens have a corporation such as Amazon, they should be required, if they want the tax break, to have a certain percentage of their workforce be American citizens. That just makes sense, economically speaking. So that's one of the ways that we can ensure that we reduce corporate welfare. Another thing, dealing with Amazon yet again, we all know that Amazon was um, seeking bids from cities around the United States. And basically the bid was what, what was each city willing to do for Amazon to bring its operations to that city, right? That's bullshit too, because basically they're having government money, taxpayer money spent to build facilities for a corporation. That corporation should just build their own shit. Build your own buildings, establish your own infrastructure. The cities, invest in the cities, Amazon. Any corporation that does this is full of shit. And this, Amazon's not the only one. It's just they're the most public example of this. Um, no government entity should ever in life have to fund your operations. That is part of your business overhead. You're supposed to fund it. Small businesses don't do that shit. They can't get away with it. Every small business has to buy their own places, rent their own spaces, pay for their own shit, right? And then they bring jobs to that community regardless. So Amazon's sitting over here with these billions and billions of dollars in profits, but you can't even fund your own shit. You can't even invest. Like you bringing jobs while taking taxpayer money is not an equitable exchange, asshole. You should be investing in that community. You should be bringing your billions of dollars in profit building infrastructure and investing in that community and then bringing jobs as well. That's how business works. And if you don't get it, well, I'm going to remain censored for the moment and just be nice, but you get the picture, right? It's BS and I'm sick of it. Corporate welfare, 
corporate control, corporate manipulation of our municipalities needs to end. Another form of welfare, as it were, that needs to be ended is the agricultural welfare. Did you know, most people don't, but did you know that a lot of farmers around the country, especially the larger farmers, are actually paid to not grow things some years? That's right. The government has been involved in manipulating um, produce yields for decades now. This is a, a, a situation that started... I believe after the Great Depression as a means of protecting the agricultural industry in the event of something like the Depression happening again. Um, and so they will receive subsidies to either grow things or not grow things. And this has been something that's been going on for a very long time. So there's hundreds of thousands of dollars spent to each farmer separately. Um, and there's directives from the government about what they should and should not do. That is bullshit. These farmers should not be receiving that amount of money, especially when you consider most years they're making a profit. Yes, you heard that right. The farmers are supposed to only receive assistance on years whenever there's some sort of a climactic issue that prevents their profit. But no, they're receiving it regardless. So let's go ahead and recap what has been stated thus far. At the bottom line, the basics of it, most conservative legislators want you to believe that the burden and the enemy of your average working class American is anyone who is impoverished. That could not be further from the truth because the people who are impoverished presently wish that they were not. And that it is on the responsibility of all of us to stand up and demand a living wage. So that way, number one, people who are impoverished no longer have to be and no longer have to rely for their basics to be subsidized by the federal government. And also for people who were working class and middle class as far as income levels are concerned, we should also be able to make a little bit more money than we are presently. But also our tax dollars should be able to go into things like infrastructure rather than being wasted on things such as corporate welfare, not your food stamp programs, not your average everyday welfare. We should not have our money wasted on corporate welfare because if we as average citizens, because Republicans are always talking about pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get to moving, right? But it's funny how that doesn't apply whenever they're talking about these corporations. Corporations that ain't got to worry about bootstraps anymore because they flying high and pretty. So at the end of the day, corporate welfare is the real burden on our backs. And I know a lot of people... Don't want to believe that. A lot of conservatives, I should say, don't want to believe that. They want to believe their conservative Republican legislator is telling them the truth. But if you look at the research, do the research yourself. Look up the information. Look at this thing about, you know, um, corporate bailouts. Look at the tax incentive incentives that they receive. Look at the agricultural welfare, because this is where the bulk of our welfare, as it were, is being spent. When you actually compare the tax breaks and all these other things that I mentioned, um, they pale in comparison to the things that we spend money on as far as food stamps and welfare to average everyday impoverished people. But at the same time, if we want to make sure that we're not having to pay to subsidize the basics of life for other Americans, we need to insist that these corporations pay a living wage because that is the centerpiece of this. And this is not something that's giving handouts. All we're saying, we're demanding 
We are taking a stand and we are demanding that corporations pay a fair living wage to the employees that work for them. Because without those employees, not make a profit. And that is the reality of it. We live in a system that is an economic system where we have consumers, we have business owners, and we have workers who work inside of these businesses. And at the current time frame, the workers are being abused, the consumers are being abused, but the CEOs are getting big checks. These big corporations are getting these big checks. Our small business owners are expected to stand for themselves, to invest in themselves, but the corporations get federally subsidized. Make no mistake about it. You can look up the information yourself. Once again, it is accessible information. You can find out how many times these corporations are relying on our tax dollars to subsidize the expansion of their business operations. And we can also expand this into the conversation about people such as Trump's father, who capitalized on a federal housing program. The, the, whenever the original FHA, the version of the FHA that existed in the 1930s and 40s and 50s, that original version of it, that was one of the things that he capitalized upon. And what he did was he lied to the federal government and he said that he needed $3 million, for example, to buy a particular building and that he was going to renovate that building and turn it into affordable housing. What he did, though, was he bought it for a third, maybe, of what he actually borrowed from the federal government. He kept the remainder of it. Then he proceeded to charge inflated rent prices on the people who lived in those buildings in order to pay off his mortgage and his debts to the government. But he was making an excess amount of profit in addition to the fact that he kept that additional, say, $2 million, for example, from this example, uh, in his own pocket. And he used that money to subsidize other things in his life. In other words, he lied. He, is a, he was a fraud and he taught his son how to be a fraud. Once again, you can look. The reason why Trump doesn't want anybody to look at his tax documents is because it's going to show the lies and the dishonesty. It's going to be a reflection on his, you know, number one, I believe he probably lied about how much money he actually has. Number two, because he's done what a lot of corporations have done. Remember when I talked about that corporate welfare that I was talking about, these tax rates and tax incentives? They're based on certain things that, that these companies are supposed to employ a certain amount of Americans. They're supposed to put a certain amount of their profit into um, in investing in communities and whatnot. And when they're not doing that, whenever they're funneling it, as he has done many, many times, to subsidize Things like golf courses and hotels and things that are not community based. Um, there's a lot of lies and dishonesty going on. So people like Trump have continually made money off the back of working class people. That includes Republicans. Republicans just don't want to see it. They want to believe the man they voted for was really fighting for them. That man don't care about y'all. All he wants is to keep on, keep y'all believing in the fantasy. He wants to keep y'all looking at somebody else as the enemy. He wants to keep on telling you that person over there is the enemy who's not doing you anything. At the end of the day, you're so worried about somebody who has to live off of food stamps, but you're not even concerned about people like Trump and the people that live within his, in his income bracket. Uh, and above his income bracket, you're, you're not realizing that they're the reason why we have to subsidize other people's lifestyles. People who are living off of food stamps, they don't want to be living off of food stamps. At the end of the day, they do not. They would prefer 
to have a living wage. They would prefer that they could make enough money off of their honest day-to-day labor that they put in to take care of themselves and their families. And you can go ahead and interview them and ask them for yourself because the majority of people don't want to rely and don't want to be dependent upon others for their basic survival. So if you really want to get mad at somebody, we need to get mad at these corporations. We need to be getting mad at people like Amazon requiring cities to build infrastructure for them to bring in a business. That's not how that works. You're a business. You need to buy the building. You need to build up the infrastructure. You need to invest money into that city to allow it to make space for you. It's not the other way around. That's not how that works. And this is the situation that we're in because, like I said at the start of this conversation, we have to get a separation of business and state. There is no reason why businesses should be able to buy legislators. There's no reason why businesses businesses should be paying lobbyists. A lobbyist shouldn't even be a job. You understand that shouldn't even be necessary because our legislators are currently on the payroll of corporations so that they'll vote on their behalf instead of voting to properly regulate and manage the systems between our consumers and our and our companies to regulate these matters between our workforce and our companies. And that is because business is controlling our government at the beginning of our nation. the, The original people who wrote the Constitution Their biggest concern was the church because the church at that time, the Catholic church in particular, had been causing so much disruption in European government that they realized they had to separate the two. Well, this is a new day and age. The churches aren't doing that anymore. Now it's these corporations. And it's time that we stood up and said, we need a new amendment to this damn constitution. We need a separation of business and state. Get your ass and get your money out of politics. This has been Word of a Rebel. Be sure to hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Word of a Rebel. Send me your comments. Send me your questions. How do you feel about this thing about business being involved in politics? Am I wrong? Is this something that we should allow to continue? What are other examples that you have about corporate welfare and agriculture welfare? What other ways that I maybe I did? Maybe I missed something. What are other ways that these businesses are manipulating our legislators and our communities? Hit me up at Word of a Rebel. Peace.